Oof. Oof. Welcome to the show. Can I say it? Welcome to the Bro Show Live. Very good. Like it? <laughs> no, I am not Skillbo One, but here's the panel. This is uh, episode 134 with ABC Company. Uh, welcome, dude. Uh, this is Baseball, and this one is really, we were really excited to have you uh, join us. You uh, do a little breeding, do a little bit of uh, glass blowing. So hopefully we can talk about a little bit of those, and of course growing, because growing is part of breeding as well. So Breeding and blowing, that's a great combination. Yeah. Um, abolished at Skillbo or off at the some sort of spores event? They're sharing spores or spreading spores or... That one. Spread, spread the spores. Very, spores. Yeah, I think spread the spores. Very personal, whatever they're doing. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> painted ladies watching tonight. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Please like the show so more people can get in here. We appreciate it very much. Without further ado, welcome to the show. Thanks for right. having me, guys. Yeah, well, um, what inspired you to get into breeding? Because that's what inspired us to get you on the show. So what what made you start breeding uh, cannabis? So, man, isn't it like everybody's dream, I thought? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, make your own stuff, you know? And Yeah. Uh, so my uncle, like, I grew up around weed pretty much my whole life, so... Coming up, I watched my uncle like basically gorilla breed outdoors a lot. And he just kept uh, basically effing the generation every year. So, you know, he did it for 15 years with basically the same genetics. But I always like the idea of different kinds of weed. So um, I've always it's always been, I guess, my dream to do pretty much. And then finally, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to pull the trigger and do it and see what happens. <laughs> Are you also throwing plants in people's cornfields and stuff, or do you got your own breeding program going on at your place? So I have some people that help me out, like uh, running my genetics for me. So testing because, because I do live in Grand Rapids. So, uh, um, you know, and I have a limited plant count based on, you know, and everything that I have to follow. Definitely. You know, so, uh, so yeah, I have to have a little bit of, well, probably lots of help, but yeah, for the most part though, it's me basically, uh, filtering these genetics and selecting them. And I have a good, uh, source of friends that like to find really dank weed. So it's nice. They all help me out too, you know, like pheno hunting. So yeah, you got to kind of have friends that have a nose for it, right? And they're like, yeah, this one's dank or this one is because you can't always, I can't always smell it, you know, so you got to have that crowdsource. Yeah, you know, I'll, only, I'll only breed with things that I like to smoke. So like, if it's not my cup of tea, I don't really mess with it, even though it could be a cup winner, you know, like. But, um, you know, I'm very particular, which I think we all have the luxury of being in Michigan nowadays. Yeah. I know some breeders, they'll have like um, one male that they have selected that they might hit to a bunch of different, like it's a prized male that they, they work with a lot. Um, 
well, other breeders don't really do that. They'll just find different strains or, and work certain lines, but not really have go back to using that same male again and again, or even a female. I, I remember Subco a lot. You like to use uh, what was a Space Queen on a lot of his crosses. Yeah, do you have that one one st strain, be it the male or the female, that you like to keep around, or do you like kind of just to work different strains on their own? So basically, I'm last year was kind of like my freshman year, so I came out with all of my crosses that were uh, done from obviously other people's creations. So, but now this year I get to kind of, you know, come out with my second generation. Cause if you just come out with like some stuff, nobody's ever heard of, you know what I mean? Nobody's going to even, they're going to be like, what, what the heck is that? You know what I mean? So you kind of got to uh, evolve on the scene a little bit as a breeder, I think. And, uh, um, Oh, my dog is being a turd. I'm sorry. Tucker, I'll see. Can you help him? I'm sorry about that. We're, we're, good. we're used to that sort of deal. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's always acting up. But, um, okay. So, we're so basically, like, I have uh, two that I'm working right now, and one is more like one's like gassy, kind of cheesy, and that's the platy quake, which is uh, platinum cake times cheese quake from sub so and that that might be i mean like my everyday favorite smoke it has such a different like strong aroma and it's like old school funk so but i like to have like one gassy and one fruity so i'm kind of exploring like both sides of the spectrum and i want to offer both because that's what i like to smoke so i'm and the long story long like I think I'm just doing this to like keep creating things that I want to smoke. <laughs> Perfectly, that's what I mean. That's perfect man. reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, that sounds perfect. Fruity yeah. and and gas. That's that's all I want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you breeding outdoors here in Michigan? Like, are you selecting plants that you know are going to grow well outside here? That would be a nice benefit for us. No, so I am like. I have, I'm working on that right now, but no, for the most part, I am, uh, basically I select and breed for like basement environment. And I say Michigan basement quote, but not like a Michigan basement. Cause you guys know <laughs> what I mean, but you know what I'm saying? Like, but that's how all of these have been selected and bred is for that. Um, because that's what I do, you know, but I'm looking, hopefully, you know, it will be a while yet, but I'm, would like to do that in the future, but I kind of want to stay in my lane too a little bit, you know, and kind of focus on what I do. Yeah. So what are your, some of your other lines? You told us about the one, what, what's the other side? What's... Uh, I yeah. really dig this rainbow pebbles. So I'm working that and that's kind of like the big one I'm about to release. And that's a, that's a rainbow Skittles, which uh, is a Skittles times fruit snacks, which fruit snacks was Mary and Barry Cush times uh goji og but that rainbow skittles is different than any other skittles i've smoked it's super super dank and i crossed that to some fruity pebble og and uh um yeah the rainbow pebbles the result is such a varying spectrum of i've even gotten some like cat pissy like piffy phenos like uh from the kush you know out of it and uh or it really can come in like with fermented fruit, you know, kind of like, uh, yeah, it's, 
it's it's unique it's almost like a wine it, and you know if you can imagine like a fermented purple punch or something in a way you know it's got like a, a little like twang to it and what's yeah, the highlight like on that then when you smoke it how's it is it more sedative or is it it's super it's it's i mean it's honestly it's hard kind of hard for me to say because i smoke quite a bit and it does usually test uh at least a lot of the females i run have been testing pretty much between 26 and over 30 percent of that rainbow wow yeah nice. that's that's some of it right there yeah and uh um i believe so yeah yeah that's it that's and, some beautiful show oh, it is yeah thanks, man and this is actually that's actually uh the one i pollinated to which i have some f2s uh coming out you know soon actually oh yeah so they're finishing testing like they have like two weeks to go but they're looking phenomenal so i'm super excited about that what how would you describe the terpene profile on this one on the rainbow pebbles like i said it can really vary but the one that one in particular uh it's definitely more of the fermented fruit like uh more it's the best i could say i don't really care for wine but it kind of it reminds me of like a complex profile like that it has like deeper like tones than like a standard like skittles or even fruity pebbles you know but it it's pretty complex but uh it's it's not super like overly powering so that you don't want to smoke it all the time you know what i mean it's i don't know it's it's complex yet mild at the same time if that makes sense i don't know if that's an oxymoron it might be but literally every pheno i've found out of it i enjoy smoking and you know that's kind of says a lot like if you really like, like good selection yeah and then yeah yeah, so people, how do people get a hold of your gear? Do they got to go through a seed bank, or your, where do they where do they find your stuff at? Yeah, so if you're not like local in Michigan and can't catch us at a show, which is usually, if you, if you can ever buy direct from a breeder, I highly recommend that's it. the best. Yeah, yeah and, and you know that that it's you know there's no questions of of anything, right? And so I recommend that. But uh, if you're not local to like Michigan, uh, it might be hot. We might be going out further, you know, maybe this year I'm looking at maybe New York or Oklahoma or hopefully eventually we might make it out to Cali too. But uh, yeah, online we're at, we're in some of the bigger banks, um, Neptune, a lot of their sister banks, uh, Oregon elite. We're in, I don't, I, I don't even want to start naming cause I know I'm going to miss somebody and somebody will get mad, but there's a list. There, one of our favorite games around here. What's that? It's one of our favorite games around here. We'll have you do shout outs and see who you can forget. And then oh no, man. Dude, do you <laughs> give me see that doesn't work for me. I gotta go. I, what honey? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Shortest one ever. I'm like a turtle, man. I shell up. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, there's a link. Uh you can go right to our website at www.abcseedcompany.com and there's a link right there to all our verified vendors. Oh yeah. Um, but we're we're pretty much worldwide now. I, I don't think there's anywhere that you can't get it. Maybe there might be some in like South America that might because of the laws, but 
other than that, I think we're we're pretty much everywhere, man. That's pretty neat. Yeah, are you, that's the best <laughs> thing, man. That's the coolest thing I can Sell ever seeds imagine. Worldwide. Yeah, it's having one something you grew like this seed being planted in like a totally different like cunt like holy fucking it. Yeah. So, so on that, do you send your packaging worldwide? Because you have some of the coolest packaging. Considering you, you send a treasure box with with a pendant of a hand blown glass pendant bottle. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, just a little jar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, um, super cool. I really like that. Thank you guys. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, what so, inspired you to start doing that? Because I think it's one of the coolest packagings I've seen. It's super so, cool because that is a treasure. Every seed, man. So I actually take like a little like glass, like it will be real basic. And then I, uh, I wire wrap it. So it will get like a loop. I don't know if you, you might be able to pull up like a, some, an actual jar, but, uh, and then I epoxy it. So it's like tough, you know, like I do mount glass and stuff, but, and I, and I have some heady, like just pure, like boro glass ones that I want to come out with. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of dig this style, like better for people to be able to like wear and never have issues. And like, but I have like some, other jars that i'm coming out with that are like a little bit different but yeah you can see it so it's like a it's a glass jar and then it's wire wrapped and then i epoxy coat it heck yeah that's awesome but some of them some of the strains did i did put out some uh hand-blown stuff like some our peanut butter breath line uh i think breath stank and um oh my gosh why am i having a brain fart here um cheese nuts they came one came with like a carb cap and then one came with a pendant yeah so like i'm putting like some something that i made too also in there like a hand glass blown thing i like the carb cap idea because it's small enough where you can include it you know what i mean and it's yeah. that's that's really unique that's a great idea yeah i have these jars i just have to figure out like how like i'm working on like how i can package them but they look like potion bottles so it's kind of like the next thing and they're super heady. You know, I got a bunch of them made like literally like a couple hundred just sitting there, but I don't know how, how to exactly, I just have to, yeah, get on it. But yeah, so that will be coming out this year too. And I was looking into that too, into like packaging terps, like just the terp portion into like little tiny vials. But my problem was how I, how do I seal them? You know what I mean? Cause I've seen like seeds and, glass files and stuff where it's just like a little mini cork or something like yeah. that but obviously like you don't want your terps you know right getting sucked up into this cork or something so i kind of abandoned the idea but um you know that's just the challenge of having a viscous product i guess but yeah you i would seal, love to seal it with wax and yeah, well, well it's only a one-time lid but it, seal it with wax and you can fucking torch it off <laughs> yeah i wonder if the terps wouldn't dissolve the wax it's very possible I mean, it is a solvent itself, you know, terpenes yeah. are. And they, they dissolve wax. So I wonder, I was thinking that, but then I was like, I wonder if that would work or not. So I, I did. Yeah, go ahead, I, go ahead. I did mess around with like these little mini, they're like screw jars, uh, but they're like two ounce or what is it? Is it two mil? No. Two dram maybe? Yeah, it might be two mil. It might be dram or whatever, but they're little screw, they're screw on ones that like, and 
I'm, I got those coming out too for a drop. Like, but those would probably, I'll have to show you guys or I'll post a photo or something and then you'll see and you'll be like, oh, okay. That's, and there might be a photo on there. I might have archived it, but yeah, they're little vials. So they're kind of cool because they got the screw top and, uh, but then they're like heady because they're decorated. So that's, it's kind of cool. But that would probably work for turbs, I think. We might be, I might be able to work some out for you. We'll see. <laughs> I always wanted to include like a heady, heady glass jar for some of my like most premium flower things like that. You know, yeah, add a little additional value to it. I really think that that's great for those that are trying to provide craft service. You know, provide something a little bit extra in the packaging. You know, something that somebody might want to keep for the future. You know, it kind of saves the waste in that in that respect. In a sense, you know, somebody might re be more apt to reusing that item if they're actually paying for it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're and it's uh, art. I'm not sure what the price point is on, you know, these and you don't have to share that now, but um, I, I was actually looking into packaging options and requesting quotes today, Red, because um, I'm curious mm -hmm. to know, like, you know, uh, well, actually, what are your experiences with concentrate packaging? Because, um, you know, I know it's you're not supposed to be able to see through the jars and stuff, so a lot of people will just use boxes, uh, I've seen some brands use like these corrugated cardboard tubes, which is really cool. They're, they don't just denser and stuff. This treasure chest is freaking amazing. I love this. Um, but, you know, have, have you seen anything that like stood out to you in that regard uh, in terms of concentrates or anything else here in Michigan? Have I? Well, I was asking Red. Just okay, that's oh, right. I thought you were asking me. Yeah, I, just, I didn't want to answer for for yeah. there. But it's an open-ended um, question to everybody. Let's no, nothing that really stands out. Like you said, the most of it is regular. Like what is it, inch and a half, two inch? Yeah, about, yeah, uh, exactly. Like the seven mil, five and seven mm -hmm. mil round jars, calyx containers. They are all typically put into cardboard. Yeah, they're all in cardboard. None of them are just loose containers. Um, let me think anything stands out nothing that really stands out in the concentrate side of things vaporizers i've seen in plastic packaging mostly in cardboard packaging you can you can see vaporizers vaporizers have an open window and okay. not just like a piece of film window yeah. like a completely open window like you could just reach through the the cardboard and pull it out if oh, you want interesting to, to be honest I think uh, I think Platinum might be one of those companies that just has like a a completely open open viewer right there that you can just you know. But I mean everything's hands off in the industry anyway. You can't get anything off a shelf. Everything that's like on the shelves and, and behind any displays has to be locked anyways. Anything that's in storage all has to be kept off the floor and locked up anyway. So. Hmm. Yeah, because you I mean packaging and branding is such a huge thing in this industry. And I think the higher the price point of the individual item, the more it makes sense to, you know, pay for packaging. But it's like at what point am I paying, you know, uh maybe ten or fifteen percent of my overall cost is in packaging. You know what I mean? That's that's a realistic mm -hmm. number. Um, and that's a lot, you know. And like you said, if it's not something reusable or recyclable, well then you're just spending a lot of money to fill landfills, you know. You really are. Especially with the, the two and three times of, of protection that you have. Like you said, it's in one container and then it's an additional container. And then before it actually leaves the store, it enters a couple more containers. Yeah, some know. other bag or, you know, yep. some I, some stores have very expensive shopping bags that you, you know, gift bags that you walk out of there with. If if your cannabis product is not, our, I, th I think this may only apply to edibles, but if it's not in some sort of a child safe package, then it has to then be put into a child safe 
zip locking package prior to going into the normal sale bag and like the normal like our store bag is a little paper bag you know but it has to be stapled with the receipt for the mra so you know all of that stuff and even until it's to the customer and that you're supposed to keep it stapled in your car like that but i don't know man a lot of people i think just tear the ice just tear that stuff open and throw those bags away you know that's my product you know whatever throw the packaging away that's my I, grew it. I grew it i drive past a dispensary five days a week and i literally watch people pulling out of it fucking with shit in their mouth smoking already oh dude I used i'm like bags Jesus. bags and receipts I used to be like yeah. yeah bags and receipts are like the big most like litter littering i don't know littersome littersome things Litter around yeah, we'll go with it you go got litter and hippies over there right yeah. most people are like i don't want a bag and you're like i have to give you a bag they just get like a pre-roll they want to stick it in their pocket you know what i mean and we literally have to give them a bag they don't want their mom to find it in their car so they got yeah. to throw it out yeah. wow other way around other way around we remember that sequence remember at the dead and company show the guy in front of us who had the had the vaccine uh protector and it was it was a dispensary on the vaccine protector and he's like we were shouting out that we were like oh yeah we we work at that dispensary you know what i mean and the dude's like that's a dispensary my mom gave this to me <laughs> <laughs> we know where your mom was hey hey have you guys you seen like have you guys seen the new packaging for const like the uh jars mothership came out with like they did a hologram series like uh concentrate jar or whatever that are pretty cool man i don't know if you guys seen them but they're no. like that's like the extreme spectrum i think they're like uh don't quote me but maybe 800 or a thousand bucks a piece or something you know but holy fuck. yeah it's for mothership you know probably man. even more yeah. than that i bet here i pulled it up does that come with the nft yeah, so this, is, this is fumed, Damn, dude. After it's fumed, it's laser etched, and that's how you get the pattern on there. And then they that is badass, yeah, yeah, probably worth it, right? Yeah. All right, sorry guys, this is what I'm now selling my <laughs> concentrates in, and yeah. they're going to be a thousand dollars a gram. <laughs> I was gonna mention it because you guys were talking about jars and stuff, but like the heady guys that like dab out of rigs, they're much nicer than mine have jars like that they're starting to collect jars like that because they ran out of dumb shit to spend their money on yep. now they're buying jars like this he's crazy and, hashes, um, i'll tell you who knows, who knows what oh, yeah I, I i bet one of those jars word would work for concentrates right um you'd have to use it up rather quickly I, how how well does that jar seal do you think is it just glass on glass i'd imagine it seals pretty well even if, if it's i bet like, it has like a rubber well, like, uh, this, where's this? Here? I, I bet it's etched, like, etched, like yeah. your. So, like, yeah, like, exactly. Like, like, this would be etched. Well, actually, right. it isn't etched, but like, imagine <laughs> that being etched, and then like, that's gonna make a better seal. So, I imagine yeah. it's gonna Dude, be. I'm just thinking of the quality. Be good. Of the concentrates that are going in these jars now. Just show all over the world. Crazy. Oh right, dude. Yeah. Show that great yeah. representation because wow. I think this goes inside and that goes outside. This I is frosted though. It looks so good, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Wow. <laughs> Life that's goals. How, that's oh, how man. that's done. They fume it Crazy. and then they laser etch that. 
that yeah so so when you guys get good i will take uh one of those a jar and uh and and like a little a little drink uh um some sort of a grail like a cup or uh yeah here a chalice a chalice there you go I like the original one, the Grail. You need a Grail, full Grail, full Indiana Jones here. <laughs> so I'm gonna throw Mothership right under the bus and tell you guys, like when I first had the idea, I was like, I'm gonna make just some crazy heady stuff. I got a hold of him. Was like, hey, <laughs> I was like, will you guys, will you guys be ever interested? And I was like, because even if they say no, then at least if they do it with someone else, I can be disappointed in them. <laughs> hey, there you go. Hell yeah. <laughs> Those are sweet. It's one of my buddies that I met at a glass blowing event that was he was making these jars. So I actually learned how to make these sort of and that's really, uh, cool. That's really cool. He does a whole different style than Mothership does. You don't have to give away any trade secrets, but is the threading on that just like um like a mold or something, or is that like a custom? Is that, that the thread is as a hand? Yeah, they draw it, right? Whoa. They lay it on by hand. So yeah. Like, they roll it on the tube sideways. Oh, and then they and put the lid on. And it fits so it those like lids, huh? Around a little bit. And then they yeah. take the lid off and then they melt it in more. No shit. Putting the lid on, yeah. Man, I was thinking it was a, a mold like marbles or something like that. It's nice. That's craftsmanship, man. It really is. They just screw the lid on while the, the glass is still soft so that it just takes they, the form of the lid. Yeah, they do what's called a cold seal. They put the the glass, like little thin glass ribbon on there, really cold, so it's barely oh, stuck on there. Mm. And then they put the lid on, and it lets it move around. Yeah. It's not stuck onto the like cylinder all the way. And then they'll right. melt it. Oh, once interesting. It's right, once it's in the right place, they'll melt it in. And then sounds melt like it. a gigantic pain in the ass. Holy yeah, shit. sounds really technical. Yeah. Everything about glass is a giant pain in the ass. That's why <laughs> it's so cool when any of it's done right. What about okay? Here's my question for glass blowers: How bad is it really for your lungs? I've heard people like, "Oh, it's terrible for you. Don't get into that." Like, is that just like some shit that they people tell you, health nuts tell you, or is that like, is it really bad? Like, is it is there like yeah, you gotta do your research? But yeah, it's bad for your lungs if yeah. you don't set up your room right. Yeah. Okay. So just like anything like else, bronchial have- compound type area, you gotta have enough fresh air return. You gotta have a a hood and an exhaust system and that sort of stuff to because like you're using silver fumes to do the thing the mothership thing that ab was showing us there okay okay um, you're actually fuming metal into the air which is like the metal poisoning is the easiest thing to get so you okay. have a good exhaust for that all of the glass is metals encased in the glass so like titanium and cobalt and you know different pigments cadmium and shit when you light them on fire smoke will come off of them you breathe it in you'll get sick so you gotta have a good exhaust system and i have a really really insane exhaust system for my glass blowing thing because i'm relatively young if you do it for very long you don't live <laughs> so you gotta take good care of yourself so make sure that you have a properly set up studio yeah. in other words yeah yeah it's 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 da- it's safe with the right precautions right but it's kind of like welding welding can be really sure. bad if you don't have the right glasses and the right ventilation and stuff like that so you just most most trades man most trade most like anything right. can be you know you want to use the proper equipment the right tool for the right job and you know the proper ppe if necessary all of that stuff you know absolutely. glasses are another thing like i have an extra pair of glasses just so that like my kids can walk in and watch 
because if you just watch, it'll fuck your eyes up. Yeah. Like in an instant. Yeah. Like the sulfur flare and stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Wild, not good. Like I remember getting taught that in shop class. I've worked, fun fact, I've worked in factory jobs before working in cannabis. And I can't tell you how many fucking maintenance guys would come out, work on a machine, and not tell anybody shit out there just welding a wide out in the open and people out there just fucking staring at it like fucking, like a cow staring at whatever cows stare at. They'll think just because they're in way they're safer or something. Yeah, I don't know how many people have said, fucking turn around, stop looking at that shit. What are you doing? You'll burn your eye out, kid. Oh, I got a headache. Spartan is the uh, the one with his glasses on all the time at work. Welder's eye is no joke, man. Yeah, man, I like to be able to see. Your vision only goes one direction. It doesn't ever get better. Yeah, burns. Do you know how they fix your vision when it's fucked up? They, put new eyes in when they have no, robotic eyes in 10 years? No, they shoot lasers into your eyeballs, bro. Robotic eyes. Freaking dude. lasers. Freaking laser beams into your eyeballs. Fuck that. I'm dude, not doing that. Freaking sharks with freaking laser beams. <laughs> not until I can't see anymore. <laughs> I, uh, man, uh, lasers, dude. Crazy. <laughs> in general? Just in general. Yeah. Like yeah. Star, Star Ball. Yeah. Big fan of lasers. Well, I mean, like, like as a kid, guy. as a kid, it was just like, oh, look at this little laser pointer. Now they're like real deal, like you like flashlights that can like set your neighbor's house on fire. It's fucking yeah, dude, scary. I saw that advertised on fucking like Instagram to me. I'm like, why is this a thing? Why is this even? <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Personal protection, of course. You need to be able to blind your intruders, and and pilots. <laughs> and start a campfire at the same time. Start a campfire at the same time. All right, we got to get back on topic somehow. Yep. And uh, I, I wanted to ask AB Seed Company here: What is uh, the what method are you using to grow those frosty ass plants that you're sharing with us? How do you how do you grow? Um. So, like right now, I do a mix of uh, soil and uh, like sunshine. So it's pretty much soil based, but. And then I've been running Mills nutrients and I, uh, but the key I think to like putting extra, extra frost on is in your lights. I think your lights are probably, I mean, and I know that they're not underrated generally speaking, but I still think that lighting is might be the most underrated thing that we put our attention on, you know? I know it doesn't make sense because it seems like everybody's focusing on that, but, but it's super important. Like if you add UV, like I like, a I built my own quantum. So I, uh, and then I added UV and then I like to also run uh, CMH, like a mixed blend. And I really highly recommend that mixed blend of led and CMH, especially for frostiness and, and uh, putting on those essential oils or ripening, you know, like, it just works very well. Yeah, I like the mixed spectrum as well. Definitely, definitely. Spartan has an LED light that changes spectrum, which is really neat. Yeah, that's cool. I just should fuck with that one day. That would be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look how far LEDs have come since, like, the kind days, man. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Crazy. Are you guys all mostly outdoor growers? I, 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 
I'm going to be honest. Like I watched, I binge watched the show today. I a little of everything, I think. Yeah. Most of us yeah. do. Yeah. My, I mean, my, my kind of forte or whatever in the, the industry is uh, extracts, but I have uh, eight HLG 650Rs in my flower room. And I also grow outdoor every summer. I would say last summer was my most successful outdoor crop ever. And I was growing in essentially a super soil, a premix super soil mix. Um, and indoor right now, I've been trying to take as many data points as I can in my flower room starting in 2022. And having harvested, I don't know, 25 plants or so thus far, uh, I am now pulling more grams per watt than i ever have uh now that i'm finally dialing in these leds after about a year or so uh man i'm pretty excited about leds right now and uh and organics too because i'm doing a combination of both indoors that's, yeah, that's what's up that's awesome man I, yeah i've definitely i've tried your hash before for sure <laughs> i, I should have mentioned that no doubt it's <laughs> definitely top tier man no doubt and i you know, I'm a flower connoisseur. Like, I, that's what I grow for mostly. But my appreciation for hash is developing more and more, especially the work it, involved in it. That's like a whole nother level. I think it might be easier to, to breed. I'm with you on that. Hash. I made double <laughs> hash like twice, I think. And I was like, fuck this. Never again. <laughs> so much work. <laughs> 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 yeah, definitely, man. It is. But yeah, me, and, me and Baked, we both work together at Minton Canico, so we work at a commercial grow. Um, woo, woo. We our, and we both have our own, you know, home personal grows. At home, I like growing just organic, straight organics. Um, I don't know. It's just laid back. It's quite, way, to me, it's way easier and less. Nine times out of ten, I'm giving my plants water. That's it. Just fucking throw some water on it and walk away. So um, it's just the personal preference. It's definitely not for, like... It's definitely opposite of what we do at work. I'm not like pushing weight or any of that bullshit. It's just a relaxed fucking way of growing at home for me. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, man, for sure. It really is. And that's definitely my life goals. Like some of my best friends are super like way into organic. So I have like a knowledge of it, even though like I never really sought after it. Because when you hang out with people that grow organically, like they just you you learn from them just because they have so much information. Uh, I know you feel like you gotta, I want to share it. It's like a religion yeah. almost. Have you heard about our Lord and Savior, Canada? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is you. That is you. Yeah. But that's, and that's my goal. Like uh, once I, because I would like to get away from, like, you know, I'm a grandpa now, dude. You know, I'm like ready to get out of like the city life, out of the burbs and like go to, uh, get some property so I can do organics outdoors and, and explore that, you know, I'll probably always grow indoors cause it's so much in my roots and I've been doing it for since 2003. So whatever many years that is 19 or something like that, you know, I've been growing indoors, very similar way. Hydroponic. I switched back from hydro and soil a lot, but, but uh, yeah, I do, I do like mills and I, but I do know the difference of like, what you guys do organically and how much like there's no question to me that it's it's the stronger growing style and in the one that we should all 
seek to do ultimately, I think, to grow the best cannabis, you know, and be the most in tune with the plant. I think outdoor for sure. Indoor, yeah. I think there's still the case for, for synthetics. I, I think there's an argument either way. It's still I'm f- still 50-50 on that. But yeah. outdoor, outdoor, I think you got to go organic, man. Go with your plus. You already got the earth right there, man. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree That's what sure. I do. Yeah. Salt, salt's indoor. Well, I, I think it, unless you're in like a pot outside, like if you're in the ground, I think it's just destructive to use uh, a, a lot of salt base and, you know, heavy fertigation and stuff like that and clay and things like that so i think Ooh, it does i've been in top cool. chat too indoors i grow Damn. synthetically i grow synthetic inside outdoor i grow uh with nature i use nature to do my growing for me and, that's uh, what's up it tastes better there's yeah. got to be a difference it does man it's there's just... got to be a difference overall in turp percentage or it it could be also like, that esters and flavonoids and like all of that stuff could increase but there's no doubt in my mind i've seen it a hundred times side by side the same strain and there's no doubt that organic like you know totally super soil like when when every input's controlled that it just has higher better flavor yeah it's it's a better product outdoor there's times where i feel like it's not as like I don't, I'm not saying this word to start any kind of controversy, the word quote unquote flushed, you know what I mean? Like, like out, out my outdoor stuff will tend to be like a little like darker around the edges on the ash and stuff, even when it's really dry and some things like that. When I don't use any inputs outside, I'm, I'm a chop and drop. I mean, it's possible that there's agricultural uh, uh, remnants there because I'm on old ag property couple decades ago but who knows people before me put in this ground or any of that shit man i mean there's decades worth of remediation that needs to happen probably before i have true clean product that comes out of this ground but you know what i mean so it's like it's a it's a process you know i'm still working with what i have what i'm given but i still think it's more natural outside i prefer to not harm the ground any further and grow naturally outside and then indoor man i'm already growing with artificial lighting i'll grow with artificial sweeteners and minerals and stuff like that too i'm not to say that they're, like they're artificial but just exactly exactly yeah just to keep the analogy there right definitely well, i think what it, what it really boils down to right is when we speak about organic like what does that truly mean and you'd be surprised but a lot of growers might not know or be able to tell and i know the definition is changing but what it used to be anyhow technically is that you're growing with only organic inputs meaning that it contains carbon so we're in essence we're talking carbon versus silica and and it's two ways to get to the same place um one can be you know synthetic and salt based you know and uh um, we might come to find out later on in the future that, oh, there's, you know, shit, what were we doing? We created something, you know, we shouldn't have done or something. But, you know, for now, it, and I know we are the, the, in the farm, farming it. And that's, yeah, that's a whole nother story. But yeah, what I mean is like what it ultimately boils down to is like grind bud, I think. Like when you create something with the right intention and you grow it, you know, if you grow with salts and you flush properly, like it can be a smoother, 
smoke overall and you can you know you can make sure that there's no leftover minerals in there and and it definitely you know it's two coins of the same or two sides of the same coin and uh um i think everybody should maybe try it all and figure it out but if you can go fully organic i think it's it seems like the kindest way to be i guess you know (laughs) and I mean, maybe some of that additional mineral remnants from, you know, whatever it is out there is part of that flavor. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, I'm not even saying that it's a bad thing. Maybe having too clean of, you know, flushed cannabis isn't what it should be. Maybe that's like altering the natural flavor of it. Right. So like, uh, yeah, I, I mean, the outdoor stuff's always, always great. It, it's uh it's strange i kind of noticed that firsthand though it's like um i i it's water only for me outdoor you know i'm not putting anything into it so it's almost like am i flushing the whole time but like you i can't stop the mineral the mineralization process in the ground you know what i mean i just can't right. the bugs right. are there like everything's there doing its job the minerals are there you know so it's, it's just going to keep working i have to let the plants die you know and that could be the issue too maybe i'm harvesting too early based on um uh, our, our weather patterns, right? I'm harvesting when I yeah. have to harvest, not yeah. because I want, not because the plant's telling me to harvest. I'm harvesting because it's getting fucking frigid cold and, you know. Yeah, but you could put a hoop house back over there somewhere. You're right. Yeah, you yeah. plant underneath it and extend that season a little bit. Might have to experiment with that and see if the, the flavors uh, freshen up for me. You and I both this year, man, that's my goal is to uh, build some sort of cover for my plants because i don't want to be just chopping in early october because i'm scared you know (laughs) you know and i mean i've been thinking about it too i mean dude a a hundred hundred dollar a hundred or two hundred dollar 10 by 20 canopy or 10 by 10 canopy even cheaper you know and just toss some six mil plastic over it that's cool yeah as long as you don't get any flack from your you know the jurisdiction you live in if they consider that a structure or not well i wouldn't nah. just a <laughs> <laughs> i'm protesting remember Brad, <laughs> protesting. i'm, I'm, saying fucking, I'm just doing autos i'm just gonna do autos i'll harvest that you, shit in july you can see it remember, it's visible it's a protest <laughs> i i Brad do like that idea thought he could have chickens in his yard and his neighbors wouldn't mind so, hey, hey, hey! That probably could still happen. Yeah, we're we're still getting away with the chickens. It's gonna happen. They're gonna be quiet chickens. We're gonna have a fine. we're gonna have a lamb and a goat. We're gonna bring a cow we're over here. Train them. Watch out for minks. Alpaca. <laughs> no, I should have had an alpaca. I wouldn't have lost my entire freaking chicken and duck flock. You've been saying that word enough around my phone that it keeps popping up. Like there I see go. it every day. More alpacas. All the time. <laughs> You're gonna start getting feed store ads on there and stuff. Alpaca Man, sweaters. I, alpaca socks. Well, I also looked up to see where the closest farm alpaca farm was. Not too far, but they, see? Do they got them in Michigan. They right? got them in Michigan. Oh, they're yeah. everywhere in Michigan. There's one right by me. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's one less oh. than ten minutes from me. I think we're gonna have to there's go there. Right just, we should see just, if we can like. like we're them. interested in alpacas. Can we pet some, please? <laughs> you can share and all the knowledge I've given to, you. We want to try them out. <laughs> be our, our next, uh, our next what show. What does try them out mean? I don't know. I'm not signing up for that. I wouldn't buy a mean alpaca. Send me your PowerPoint. Our next smoke session will have to be at the alpaca farm. 
I think that would be fun. I do too. All right. All right. Let's just start going on. We're getting some all back. Yeah, that was easy. See if we just. I swear to God, I can take you to a sign that says Alpacastor. And I just never go down that way. I just look at it. I'm like, that's weird. And then drive the other way. I can't go down that road, man. There's Alpacas down that road. There's no reason for me to be down there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going down that street. There's there's an alpaca store down there. Yeah, there's some Who knows what they strange have. kind of people down there. If I drove a pickup truck, I would go down there. So then I would take. I would say, hey, can I have some of that alpaca shit? I'm going to throw it in my backyard. But I have a car, and I'm Good not going to throw shit in my car. I'm not going <laughs> to do Get a bucket with a lid. It. Yeah, just go get some Home Depot back. You handpick like that stuff. You guys, if you guys would like to do that, if you would like to do it baked, go ahead. If you would like to do that for me, <laughs> I might. Go garbage picking. I'm taking it in your car and then bring it to me. For my okay. outdoor garden. I will so just get two buckets. How much so will my, you pay for a I'll throw, I'll throw a pack of poop in the Vortex Brewer. Delivered. I'll go with you. Pick me up. I'll go with you. I'll help you pick it up. You're going to have to show me where this place is anyway. I'll show you. So it's anyway, maybe, uh, I'm curious to know how big your catalog of seeds is exactly currently. So like what's been released so far or yeah, like, yeah, what? yeah. Cause I, I'm um, you know, scrolling through your Instagram. You got quite a few different things out there um, already, you know? Yeah. yeah. You still have Jurassic Kush around? No, man. Oh. That's a funny story. That's like, that might be the number one most asked question I get because, but it actually oversold like a couple of the banks both did it somehow. So I don't even have a pack of those. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit. Yeah. So I have like all the second seeds though. So I could make one in a pinch, but it'd be, you know, but uh, yeah. So basically I, I try to do like, we started out with, I want to say, when we first released, it was six strains. And then, uh, and then since then I've done one, like when we first like were picked up by Neptune and I had six, like that we were currently working with and stuff. And then I basically done one a month and that was, uh, so I want to say we're somewhere around 20 strains in right now. Nice. So I try to keep it so I can have enough time to make sure I can test, you know, test everything. And then, you know, I can't, I'm just not big enough to be doing like whole line. So I literally drop one, one cross per month pretty much is about our schedule. And I'm looking to maintain that for the next year, at least. So. Well, that's yeah. pretty fucking fast. Seriously. So. That's pretty cool to even just have a schedule like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but... You see like somebody like exotically drop like a, you know, whatever, a Sherbert line and a I was lime just line. 15, and a, you know, oh yeah. Just so many different sure. options, which oh, I mean, yeah. it's cool. How are you really selecting through that? But exactly. I'm all. Yeah. Exactly. So, I like that you're only releasing one. Yeah. Shotgun mode there. But I, I do have a question for you and yeah. I forget who mentioned it earlier. Um, and I know you said you, you don't focus on this, but I, I spoke with someone recently who um, talked about, you know, breeding to like an F thirteen fifteen. You know what I mean? Breeding all the way yeah. to an F fifteen and selecting, actually, not even really selecting along the way, which is what I would do, obviously. But basically, all they want to do is stabilize a seed so that they can essentially grow corn. You know what I mean? Grow a yeah. field of the same exact plant. Um, now, obviously, that would take some time. And if you were selecting on the way, you could eventually select for something. You know, those traits 
that you're going to be breeding uh, out. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I feel like for so long, we've kind of done like what I just said with the exotic genetics, where we've been ba basement growers or basement breeders, and we've just been sh shotgun, you know, just like our whole room with uh, some pollen and, and then kind of go from there. And now we'll check it out. We got 30 different flavors or whatever. Um, that gives us a whole variety of hybridization and flavors and stuff, which is really cool. But, you know, are we, is it a balance between kind of stabilizing and then finding new stuff or, or is it, is it just more fun to find new stuff or, you know, kind of where's the balance for you with that? Yeah. So I, I think I have a couple of thoughts on this actually. So like the, the breeding to basically like go to make it an IBL, right. To basically get to the point to where it's like ethos is doing, uh, but I, I think he's selfing it. And then, so they're trying to create like super, super, what is it? Homogenous, they would call it or whatever, homogenous seed. Yeah. So basically you're getting a clone from seed in essence. Uh, that, that sounds cool for like, you know, for commercial uh, scale, maybe. <laughs> yeah. That's cool for like bigger things like that aren't really you know, necessarily my target audience and stuff like that. Like I'm looking to make, to keep like sewing into the, the kind of like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say this or say if I say it properly, but more of like the outlaw ask like us that didn't conform and did not you know, like we did, we're not trying to do a million plant, you know, greenhouse with all of the same, I think I'm, I think I'm more craft and more small batch and that's probably how I'll always be. So for me to look for something like that, I, I don't really see the benefit in it uh, because I think like the, if I'm trying to target myself as an audience, which I spend a lot of money on seeds. So I am, you know, I'm trying to get me in essence and that's kind of what I go for. So I'm always going to be looking for something uh, uh, new. Like I want it to bang, you know, I want it to do great in the environment and I want it to, uh, most of all, I want it to fucking taste good. Mm -hmm. If I'm a million percent honest, that's the most yeah. important thing to me. <laughs> like that's like, to me, it's just, that's what Dude. I care about the most. All the other things we can kind of manipulate and based on grow uh, style and all of that. But uh so for me, I'm not looking to necessarily keep bringing things. Now, if I do this Rainbow Pebbles F2 and it sells out again and people keep asking me for it and stuff, you know, and then I'm going to F3 it, you know, like that. Right. It, That's um, kind of the I, I want to play devil's advocate here because, yeah. you know, I, I've been growing some of the same strains like Clementine, Lime Skunk, Durban Poison for six, seven or more years at this point. And one of the things that keeps bringing patients back to Clementine, for example, is the fact that it's the same thing. It's consistent. It's yeah. that same flavor you got five, six years ago. You know what I mean? It looks the same, tastes the same, smells the same, uh, hits you the same. It's it's Clementine. You know, you know what it is. Yeah. Um, as you know, as, at a smaller scale, uh, wouldn't there almost be some benefit, though, to providing guys like us that are in basement growers that might want to have that same thing over and over again and maybe uh, aren't cloning or whatever or just want to grow from seed for whatever reason or maybe we want to come back two three years later and vigor. you know we want to we want to grow from seed for vigor <clears throat> there you eventually go. 
Eventually, those clones drift off, man. They're I'm just, just playing devil's advocate. You don't have to agree uh, agree with did. me. I'm just curious to know your thoughts. I think growers get bored really quickly. Like if you pull, say you're a home grower, and let's just say you pull a half pound of the same strain, and that's for you to smoke. I, I see a lot of growers that get bored of that real quick, and they and then they turn to having three strains so that they get two ounces of each or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. I get bored really quickly. Like I would much rather have, let's say, four quarters of uh, different strains of concentrate than a, an ounce. An ounce I would get bored with quick, no matter how good it was or what kind it was or whatever. I get bored with, an, you know, or I, I don't know, bored <laughs> right word, but tired of it. Yeah, on, you know, you take that ounce and squish it and be fucking totally happy with it. I'm the ounce of concentrate in that instance. Yeah, but. Like, cause, cause you, that's like, you know, a long time dabbing an ounce. Yeah. Like, like a week or so, right? A week. Oh, I wish I'm not there yet. Okay. My, I, I could see where you're coming from with that, uh, with that question. My, uh, my, my thought about it would be like how many truly different turp prof profiles, like, you, you know, like truly are out there. Like, I think it might be less than, so like, let's say Clementine, well, you can find that again, like, you know, in a, in another cross, like, um, you know, they can, how one completely different part of the family tree of cannabis over here. And then you try this one over here and you can be like, damn, they're pretty similar in profiles. So do are we even making new ones or are we just recycling like through all these other ones you know like i don't know but i see where you're coming from and there definitely could be there definitely is a market for stability um there's i think there's a market for every avenue from autos to fams to photos but I'm trying to catch me and like, and, and this isn't the best sales because the best, the, for me to do the best sales, I would make fems and autos. I would do, I would do five to 10 times the amount in sales. No problem. Like it's literally the highest demand are, are feminized seeds and autos and I do rags and that's because that's what I like to grow again. And I know that it's kind of a niche market. Like, uh, but I think it's like people like, me and it sounds like quite a few of you guys that just have basements or just small places to grow and we uh, kind of dedicate a certain amount to finding something special like that was gonna be my next question was about fems and autos but you already answered that and yeah i ultimately yeah. man like i think every one of us here is in a position where it's like we want to do what makes us happy we're not we're not you know like i i love growing the strains i grow because they work for me and guess what they happen to work for a lot of other people too but guess what like i like them first you know what i mean um and real quick baked how long do you think it would take <laughs> i would do i would do that in like a, a month maybe a month, a month. Yeah. yeah about a month it's not gonna get like in, in focus because the dabs would get considerably bigger and bigger <laughs> as you go like i'm up to pretty big dabs i'd say i'm so jealous i got spartan with a good glob the other time it was awesome dude it was like a punch in the chest yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah uh donnie burger and clementine 
Oh wow! Yeah, I, I called it. What is new that combo? I like to hear. Um, what is that even like? It's when are we hanging out? Orange or <laughs> hashtag? Um, funky I, it's actually well, yeah, it's definitely funky. But I'm surprised how well the Clementine Terps came through. Um, they were they are uh, surprisingly pungent, but the combination of the two of them, yeah, is a pretty much a citrusy funk, you know? Yeah. Crazy. <clears throat> yeah, it's almost hash time. That's why I it up. here. I don't have a ding. I don't have anything to ding. I've got the. Oh, down. hold on, hold on, hold. Hit your head on that wall behind you. Ooh, got, blast. got some strawberry pie here, made by Drogue Rose. Oh. Yeah, that's what that's what punched me. That's what, that's where I got the punch from right there. Yeah. Yeti. I got some Yeti. Oh, dude, Tara came by the other day with some meat glue. <sighs> Made my day. This is sour apple. Ooh, what is that? I bet oh, that's Tara came by to you. She didn't come by to me, so I guess I'm just going to smoke the rest of this line. Uh, really. Oh. <laughs> oh, Figoli, you got to unmute. <laughs> Fucking. Hashtag. There we go. Hashtag. That was a good hashtag. Like a dinner bell, a little triangle. I got my new uh, Terp server set with the opals in it. It's a little dirty. Those are pretty cool, though. Yeah. I'll take it, I'm sure. Bake, you said you got one pack today. What'd you get, man? Cheers, Stony. I see you in the chat. Thank you for the song, Catacrime. I got uh, two packs. I got Ace of Spades. What's up, cool? I can't get my jar open. You got Ace of Spades, and what was the other one? I just got two packs of that. They had two left, oh. so I grabbed two of them. And what's uh, the cross on that? Black Cherry Soda times Jack the Ripper. Oh, shit. Yeah. That could be some good shit right there. Yeah, dude. I wish I had more. Um, that was crazy to find. Basically a barn find of beef. Dude, I was literally in there just wandering around slowly for like 45 minutes. I was about to walk out, and I was like... I look over here on this counter and shit. And I'm looking over there because that was the I think that the cash register used to be and shit. Yeah. And I just happened to see it out of the corner of my eye, and I was just like, oh, it was like seeing the Holy Grail sitting in the corner or some shit. You know what I mean? It's just like a, a whole sub cool display. All they're all like organized. They're in alphabetical order. I don't know if you even saw that. You could tell uh, he designed that display. It was neon yeah. acrylic, dude. Neon green said, acrylic. Uh, purple acrylic for the door. It was like it was like you might as well front. be in one of those neon bowling alleys or something. That's the first thing I said. I said you want. I want this whole 
case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she's like, no, what? I, I'm keeping the case. <laughs> I was like, damn. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine, dude, having that, that case to be able to hold all your uh, seat packs on? How cool that would be really yeah, sick. Yeah, that's awesome. Let me rip off the strains that they had. Um, well, basically, what we're talking about, people, is uh, Spartan found a liquidation sale at a grow, a grow shop. And uh, they used to be a subcool rep, but they've, they've been closed for years. So there was just a whole display of subcool seeds. And she was selling them for 20 bucks a pack, um, which was nuts. Yeah. And she sold him a book, a signed book by Miss Jill and everything. It was pretty neat. Yeah, Dank 2.0. So it's signed by yeah. Sub and Miss Jill. And if, if you can find it used, this is brand new. I mean, it's I've got it right over here. You can find it used on, I think it was Amazon. was selling it for like 350 bucks now they're selling this thing for. Jeez. Yeah, it was book. crazy. She had, she had, I don't know, I've heard of, some of these strains I've heard of, but some oh, of them yeah, I yeah. haven't. And she had, they, they had Nurse Jackie. Yeah, they, Penny, had some they had two packs of Pennywise for people who like that CBD. I think that was his. That's the one to one. CBD one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, they had Crazy Train, Quirkle, the, the Flav, She's if you remember that one. The Flav. Flavor, Flavor Hunters, Space Dog. What is this one? Uh, Kush with a Q. Uh, ripped Bubba. They had the third dimension. They had Time Wreck. Can you believe that? Time Wreck. Did they have Brian Barry Cough? No, I know they don't have that, that one because that, that, that would have stuck out. They had the Void still when I got there. I was looking they had, for Kube. They, didn't have they had Space Bomb, Q Leaner. Uh, what is this? Pa oh, Pan Pandora's Box. Oh, Pandora's Box. Yeah. Yeah, they I had Plush. I should Mary. go back and get more. Oh, I know, dude. I, well, oh, I got her number. Still, I got her number. Going? If she gets a hold of you again, uh, I told her. I told her I'll hit her up tomorrow, and if she didn't sell them all by chance, which I doubt she will, because I don't think she understood what she had, I would help her sell the rest online. All right, but, I'm bringing, I'm bringing yeah. more cash tomorrow, and yeah, and dude, can go over there and, and I'll buy some more from. I'm her about probably. to Venmo one of you guys. Conspiracy <laughs> Kush, you remember that one? Yeah, I almost thought I almost grabbed that. that one, and I didn't. They only had two left of those two packs of that left. It, it was it was it was like finding a Lamborghini in a barn. It for was real. like crazy yeah. for, a seed, got, for a seed hunter like me. Well, so they were like, like, in cash. I only had hundred bucks on me, so I got. I know five I don't bucks. have a lot. Of, yeah, I was like, damn. I had so. two vortex packs. That's my favorite all time sub cool. So I got two vortex packs. I got a Dairy Queen, which that's a fucking classic. Then uh, oh yeah, they had Cheesequake. And Cheesequake they had there, Deep Purple. Heck that's yeah. gonna be, that's gonna be a badass one, and Doctor Who, which man, I smoked a joint of that one time from. Uh, uh, shout out Alpine Valley Organics. I don't know if he's watches or not, but uh, I smoked a fucking joint with him one time at Doctor Who, and it fucking got me so high. So I picked that up too. Hell yeah, yeah. man! Yep, Is there good. any Marion Berry Kush? No, I don't no. think I saw that. Bushberry yeah. stuck out to me. Marionberry it's uh, a renamed LSD, wasn't it? I grew Plushberry. No. I grew Marion. I've grown a lot of the from Subcool, but uh, Marionberry stands out, dude. In veg, it would grow trikes, like literally up the whole stalk. Like it was wild. This was 
way but i don't know when he released that but it was like frosty before frosty was frosty you know what i mean it was like damn like it would hold up to today's standards like and one of the cuts i found that one's a banger if you guys ever find it that's a good one. Oh, raspberry kush i love raspberries bro dude like, it tastes so good it's so space good. queen that's pretty that one's cool a banger so is Plushberry. Plushberry is nice, too. Yeah, the, I was surprised to see Plushberry because that's one of his oh, older ones. Oh, in there. Yeah, it's got the C99. It's got Ro Jack Hare down here in Romulan. I saw yeah, somewhere. That's a Oh, right there. Yeah, P P94. That sounds like it's out of a laboratory. I, uh, I felt bad for the lady, so I started talking to her, and um, she had Chernobyl in there. I'm like, I pulled him out. Oh, I'm like, don't. I said, I could. I would feel so bad if i paid 20 dollars for these i said i honestly i don't want them because we i know we have them at work so yeah i said i said these are worth way more than 20 dollars at the very least and this is a fair price ask 100 so she she uh, took your advice and what's funny is i went there with our other co-worker shout out to tj but he <laughs> bought them for 100 just so he could get the book because she was like <laughs> she said if you spend 100 i'll give you one of these books and he was like yeah, what that's the deal. He, so he got he got uh Chernobyl and something else. He'll have to tell us tomorrow. But Spartan, yeah. Spartan just basically ripped off his coworker. It's yeah, exactly. Well, if you're going, that's the funniest thing I'm finding out. Tomorrow. And yeah, oh yeah, but he won't care. He loves that book, and I mean it's a collector's item. Why would he buy and they're in prime have, like, condition. Five packs, packs at work. Why is he buying more? He he doesn't want to bring them to work. He wants them for himself. And I was like, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have plenty at work. I threw in my pack at work, so we'll find something. Hey guys, the horde genetics are a certain breed of uh, grower for sure. Right? Yeah. Dave? Is there any more of those Chernobyls? Uh, the, when we left, there was two more. packs left because oh, she had three more. and he bought one. So I'll hit her up tomorrow and see for you. So yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know if you knew ABC, but I love collecting seeds. So I'm gonna hit you up after the show for some of yours. Exactly. <laughs> right, you said you said direct to breeder is best, right? So <laughs> you can get me in trouble. Yeah, in person, <laughs> in person. You know what I'm. But yeah, for you, we'd definitely hook you up, man. I yeah, I like I like your stuff. So, but well, yeah, um, I love collecting seeds. You said you got a big collection. Yes. Yeah, it's what, what's some of your favorite breeders that you've used to make stuff? Well, before you answer this, let me guess. Oh, let me yeah. guess because so far, a lot of your answers so far reminded me of Subcool. So Subcool's <laughs> got to be in there. Yeah. Most definitely. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Cheesequake has been a big part. I was hoping to do a Chernobyl line, and I freaking hunted my last pack, dude. And they frick. They, yeah. Anyways, I was running them at my sister's and she ended up getting PM. So I had to scrap it. So it wasn't in uh weed God's design. So I was like, all right, let it go there. But yeah, Chernobyl, I grew that some of that back. Definitely sub. Yeah. I'm a weed nerd. No doubt about that. Uh, and then I really like in-house dude. And um, um, I like in-house, like I, in particular, their platinum crosses. Like, I really think that plant, like, reinvigorate. No matter what they cross to it, I feel like it, like, beefs up the DNA back and stabilizes it, you know. But uh, 
uh let me see here i find it adds frost to everything he crosses everything platinum yeah. is just frosty or whatever he hits it with <laughs> and and vigor and like mold resistant like it literally like it puffs up all those things and i don't know how much it affects flavor like if you smoke platinum punch and purple punch they're pretty similar you know not it doesn't like really mess with the terps too much either but uh yeah, that's definitely nice. Man, all this sub cool talk though, you got me like jealous over here, man. Uh, Even a hundred bucks <laughs> seems like a good deal for a pack of Chernobyl and the blue. Yeah. But... yeah, no kidding. That's why I mean. And the, yeah, these are like yeah, these Dude, are all old. those packs I showed you and the fucking Dank yeah. 2.0 I got for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Dude, this lady, this lady, so like if you look in your book, it says 2013. So these have to be like near then. This lady literally had a sub cool made jacket with her name on it from him she said so like they must have been running the that, shop and he just like so wanted that people so cool. to sell tea. that chernobyl cut that i got was from like 2015 or something like that oh that's awesome yeah yeah from one of the shops shops down in ann arbor that was running a whole bunch of tga gear have a dank day that's sick yeah there's a full color book it's really nice that's badass dude yeah, that's yeah. badass you know what yeah. i think I think sub sub brought like color and like uh really like terps, like different flavor like fruity terps, you know, to a lot of things like uh like a lot of just a lot of color, right? But he did a stand up job. For yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, he's fuck I like cool. I like a lot of skunk house stuff. That funk gas GMO stuff he works with. You like GMO? I I like it as a concentrate for flour. It's okay. Like I hate to be that guy. It tests really high, even when it's ugly. Like even when you grow ugly, it always tests high, and it's strong and it has a great flavor, like or aroma. But for flavor, it's I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I wrong? Yeah, like I agree. yeah, it's yeah, I, I like that stinky armpit I, shit, dude. I like the high. I like the high. I'll take yeah. I don't like the turps. And the turps don't like me either, believe me. When we at work, <laughs> if there's a room, there's a room like 150 plants of that shit. I've got to put an N95 mask on or I'm gonna be. Who sneezing. did I just oh I told Tara about we go to harvest Donnie Burger, a room full of Donnie Burger, which is GMO based strain, if you didn't know. And we're always the first two to go down there and start harvesting. And he opens the door and literally goes. And he had to go get a mask. And like, there's strains. Sometimes he doesn't need a mask, and there's strains that he just. And that's one of them. Here, here's Most my, of the GMO-based ones do that to me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. Most of them, right? Like, I, I I love the flavor of GMO. I'm a fan of it. But the problem is, there's so many crosses of GMO this, GMO that, and it's just like I don't know. It's all kind of in the same category to me. So, and before I get, before I get beat up by everybody, like, it's not that I don't like GMO. It's just that, I mean, it's up there in quality and things. And I do like it as a concentrate, but as a smoke, like, it's not just about like the little bit of flavor. It's also about like, I don't know, like smoothness and like pleasure. It, it can tend to be like maybe not an everyday thing for me, you know, but I'm not dogging it whatsoever. I really love like, uh, uh, 
like uh, rosin in particular, GMO rosin, and you crack it, and the whole room just goes. Yeah. And in the first time I grew GMO, like I literally was like blown away by the smell. Like you don't expect it until you grow it, and you're like, dude, that is such a gnarly, like literally, like mushroomy, funky sock, like type of thing that uh, it's very unique in that profile. But, yeah, to come out of a plant, you're like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, you don't expect it. It's definitely a new, very distinct. Like, you can smell GMO, you know what it is. Like, Gorilla Glue, you know. Uh, yeah, what do you guys think yeah. about glue? It's I love Gorilla Glue. I still have it. Yeah. Yeah. I like the high, but I think I, I'm the flavor and smell is just like, I don't know, a weird earthy thing. I love the flavor of glue, yeah. Yeah, I see. And concentrates are good, too, but then I find it also, man, I've tried so many different phenols of it, and it can just, it can be a little harsh, and maybe I'm just getting old, you know, I'm a grandpa, but, but, you know, I like to, I like the super potent ones that yet are still smooth, and they're out there, so when I have a choice, I'm like, give me the smooth, like, you know, the smooth smoke, but it could be, like, maybe I'm basic. Well, what do you consider smooth smoke? Because it sounds like you're basing a smooth smoke off of the terpene profile. I think they go hand in hand. Like when you smoke, like, uh, uh, yeah, I think I think the harshness can definitely like have to do with the profile and the amount of terpenes as well. Like uh, citrus is kind of harsh. Kind of like to me, it's like this weird chemically feel in my throat when I smoke a lot of the citrus strains. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure they probably give off different things when they're vaporized or combusted, you know, like different turpins. You know, it is basically a solvent, right? Yeah, there's certainly different terpene profiles dominant in, you know, different things. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't. When I think of a something that's not a smooth smoke, I think of something that's like either wasn't grown correctly or you know. Yeah, what I, mean? <laughs> that's what I was thinking like an unflushed. Let me clarify that also. This is all with like me comparing it to the same grown thing. So to grow the same, you know, me growing it. Like yeah, yeah. Say so, everything. Yeah, I get what yeah. you're saying. So like normally is, you don't have that issue. Then you get a citrus and you're like, holy shit, that's ripping my throat up. But glue but is yeah. A, like glue you guys I, I don't know you guys don't think it has like a stronger long like heavier like i think it's a thicker smoke i do think expansive type like harsher so to speak i mean maybe that's the long term but i'd have to do like know, an man, experiment now oh, now i, I want it. some glue in front of me <laughs> and so a couple other strains yeah yeah now i want grown from the same place it. or something I know, it's a, yeah like we're gonna have to get I've together and, and figure this out Oh, it seemed a little marshmallowy. My next harvest of it. Uh, I got some in veg. And I'm not knocking yeah. them. I will still smoke the shit out of it. Yeah, that's why I'm with GG4. I'll smoke it. I just, it's not up I my think, alley on the Terps. Yeah, I think we've reached like a certain level of quality, though, where great strains even can be like on our lower end of what we're smoking because we're fucking blessed, right? So Yeah, that's true. You know, this yeah, that's true. Like GG4 for me is like a medicine. It's like it fits for one it like pain for me and it helps me sleep a little bit too. So for either one of those things, I could reach for that just to, you know, for that reason. So you know, wouldn't it make sense like if our endocannabinoid systems like literally worked like 
in conjunction with like our olfactory. So what we like love, like terp wise or whatever, could be what's best, like literally for your receptors or even on like a cellular level. One hundred percent. I believe that. I, yeah. I yeah. And I've done enough testing on all the strains that I like again, right? The, the strains I grow are the ones that I like and that work for me. They all turned out to be uh, dominant and terpinaline is their most dominant terpene. And they all have high levels of CBGA. It's like, all right, just right, I'll just go look at lab tests and go look for those strains. Because I know those two things are probably going to work for me nine times out of ten, you know? But exactly. it also often yeah. is like hazy, citrusy strains. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Do you gravitate more towards one profile in particular? Or do you have, like, I have a couple, you know, like, I definitely want, I crave gas, but then I crave fruit too. Like, I, yeah. do you have two or is it just like one specific that you're just like, I gravitate strictly towards this? So I... I yeah, typically man. keep around six flavors right now. I have, I think five keeper flavors, if you will. And four of them have been regulars for a long time. Three of those are, I would say similar in that they're in the same category that CBGA terpinaline and that's lime skunk, Durban poison and clementine, all citrusy, you know what I mean? All kind of sativa, whatever. Um, I also have garlic punch and that's just, you know, that's a GMO cross garlicky, you know, it's got a little bit of that like berry in there. So it does, you know, it throws something else in the mix, but it's definitely very stinky. Um, so totally different from the sativa ones. And then uh, the new one is uh, um, Mr. Clean, which is a lime skunk crossed with the cube, which I think is that, is it chem, chem dog or shit? Which one is it? I don't know. It's a back cross or something. I forget off the top of my head right now, but um, that's more of like a, cherry lime ish kind of flavor it's a lot more smoother than the lime skunk um but there's something else in there too uh i just harvested the first one from seed and just put the next batch into flower so i have yet to really determine too much on that but yeah i mean i try to keep somewhat of a wide variety it used to be a lot wider when i had more strains you know i'm just smaller operation now um, but yeah, I definitely gravitate towards those sativa citrusy ones, man. That's, that's right up my alley. <laughs> I got to put a disclaimer out there just in case any more people in chat think that uh, there's animal cruelty going on. Uh, Dioji does not have to go to the bathroom when he is whining. He likes to whine just because he's attention. old, just because we're not paying any attention to him. So he's sitting right behind us, licking himself. He's doing just great. So you can see it. He's licking himself, so he's doing just fine. Yep, doesn't have to go to the bathroom. Uh, oh. That would that would be when he goes downstairs and You'll hear the click, 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 click. He's old and has <laughs> plenty of mannerisms. So, thanks for your concerns. <laughs> no problem. No problem. As long as he's happily licking himself, then we guess it's okay. <laughs> he's happy doing doing his dogs too. Yeah. So A B C. Let me ask you: this. Do you would you consider fruity different than berry? Because there's yes. a lot of berries. There's yes, a lot of I berries. Would. Okay. I, I would it's like fruits too. See, I changed my list. Like yours is fruit and gas. Yeah. I want to add one. I want to add berry, gas, and funk. Like GMO funk, bird yeah. funk. There's so Not many. You can break them down like so much. And I, definitely fruit gas is like the two. 
And I would say like, if I had to like break it down to as little of categories as possible, I would probably do like fruit gas and, and like citrus or chemical. <laughs> that was okay. a well-timed gas. <laughs> That's wrong gas, wrong. <laughs> you get sequence going. Careful. Oh, buddy. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, you know, so like I like I I definitely like like floral like notes and like there's so many you can keep breaking it down to and like the cereal now and you can get like I don't know there's so I much just there's and I'm trying to catch them all and breathe with them but uh yeah it's it's uh it's the main two that I like are definitely like a fruit and gas and I have some GMO like quarter crosses and gorilla glue you know a lot of quarters and and uh, some halves in there but you know so for that type of tone but the the platy quake which I bred is uh, platinum cake times cheesequake. And, uh, um, you know, cheesequake could be like berries or you could find like uh, like the cheesiness, you know, in my experience, I've grown out probably, I don't know, maybe 15 different phenos of cheesequake maybe overall time. And, uh, you know, you, you definitely find the berry, like grape type notes, or you can find like that funky cheesiness. And so when that I. So good. That cheese is Tara, Tara in chat right now. She, she grew that cheese quick and hers was the cheesy. Like you're talking. That was so fucking good. It's literally like, uh, some of the best tasting ever. Or that looks beautiful. Is that cheese quake? <laughs> no, the, the, the fruity conversation came up and i was like oh shit let's grab some of this hippie crashers and some pineapples and chow and smoke some of this so that's what we're gonna do we're gonna, yeah. it's got a little pineapple uh pineapple and like fruit thing going on dude Go how ahead, sweet man. how fun is it to match your snack your munchies with your fucking strain dude yeah 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 <laughs> Oh, yeah. Not that I'm like frying up mushrooms while I'm eating, you know, smoking GMO, but <laughs> you could, dude. I'm definitely a eating idea. a lot of clementines while I've smoked my clementine. But you could smoke a GMO while you're eating a steak, and I bet you that'd be fucking amazing. I've got an important question. As a breeder, what's your favorite munchie? <laughs> dude, my favorite munchie. Every stoner yeah. has one. Oh man, that's a good question. It's right in now, your pantry is, right now. I know. Right now, mine is whatever Cadbury. It is. Yeah, see, Cadbury he eggs. went to Sam's Club and got a, a, a bulk <laughs> supply of his fucking eggs. Um, dude, like cookies, bro, slap so hard. Cookies are good. Cookies and um, milk, like Oreos. Do the Girl Scouts get you every year? Yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah dude, I got Girl Scout cookies. Like What's your favorite one? Yeah. What, what one? What do you get from the Girl Scouts? I go Samoas. Yeah, this is important so we know your turp profiles. <laughs> Everything's related to Terps, man. Yeah, I gotta figure out what you're gonna eat so I can figure out what to buy off Neptune. Bro, That's if Girl cool. Scout cookies make like a mushroom cookie, it would literally be all the Terp profiles. Like, what? <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Bro, this so this is not gonna make sense because the lemonade slap, they're so good. But I'm not a huge like Kemi Citrus fan, like uh jelly bean or 
I, I haven't had Clementine, so I can't say if that's like the Kemi like citral or if it's more of like this citrus, like the sweeter, like, or is, is it like the Kemi citrus? You know what I mean? Is there a difference? I, mean, I actually, I so I've been growing jelly bean on and off for a long time. It's nothing like that. It's just straight fruit, man. I don't, I mean, someone else. Yeah. It. <laughs> so that's like the sweeter citrus, I would say, whereas jelly bean mm -hmm. is more like the Kemi, like, like oh, yeah, yeah. cleaner. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So that I was one I wish they had today. The jelly bean? Yeah, that would have been. I would have picked that up. It was there. I, I saw it. I took I pictures of all of them. Was there? Apparently not. Well, you better look behind, dude. They're not I all the jelly same. bean also. Yeah. Jelly oh, they weren't all the same? Or Orange fino. Oh, that explains a yeah. lot. They were supposed to be, but I saw some that were different. Some were. Some were, like Ace of Spades were. Baked only looks at the front row in the in the. Well, I figure you got racks. Something Why would you mix them up? Those. It's a display rack. He's the kid that has full. find everything in his room. There's a full display it. rack, and then there was some laying on the bottom. There's, there's definitely blank spots. Well, I did, take, I did take all the Vortex, so there's one at least open. Yeah. But there's a bunch on the ground, too, on the bottom of it. I don't know if you saw those. They weren't hanging up. They're on the bottom, laying on the bottom. Painted lady. Is that for me? Maybe. Yeah. She's, if, if you got a cat, <laughs> she saw it. Yeah. Somewhere. My dog's chasing her right now. Oh. He's yeah. like, get off the show, I guess. We're pet friendly over here. She's like Ruella DeVille of cats. No, Ruella oh, DeVille wanted to kill the dog. No, I was no, going to say, Ruella DeVille put them in the coats. scalped the dog. Painted Lady does yeah. not put her cats into coats. No, who is the other people that didn't? I don't know their names. They were the, the, yeah. the people that did it. I'm not going to recap. That's we only remember the villain. That's crazy. One or whatever. It's the dogs. The Smiths. Were they the Smiths? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I thought that was Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh, I got one more question, I guess, for AB. Sexy fighting. Yeah. That I wrote down. What's the hardest thing so far, like when, since starting breeding with breeding? You know, like I don't know, is it hard to keep pollen at bay where you don't want it? I don't know. No, because I'm pretty good at. I just have I have places where I can do separate runs completely. So even the ventilation's all different. So it's okay. like that's not. And I'm kind of small batching craft, so like I'm only releasing twelve strains a year. So I only have to you know like that might be two males so you know what i mean maybe maybe more we'll see what happens after this year but uh uh the hardest the hardest thing honestly is probably like um like one person can just say something like on instagram or whatever and like i can take it like so deep to heart and like make it question so so probably for me would be like putting myself out there for like the whole world to judge and you know what i mean like in every aspect and so like i take and i you know i i take this shit to heart this is my heart and soul that i'm putting so even if somebody's like i don't like the color red i'm like <laughs> you know or whatever if they just like don't like one tiny thing it's so hard not to like question everything i guess well, so. yeah just wait till you start popping off like crazy man you'll get over it real quick because you don't have any <laughs> other choice i hope it i hope that everybody can just be nice but i know that's probably yeah, yeah, yeah. i hope for this guy over here <laughs> I'll, I'll say that type of shit at work and russ spartan will go 
Shut up. <laughs> That's not realistic. <laughs> or something like that. Keeping like. you humble. Hey, uh, you won't see me beefing though or nothing because nah. it's just not my style, it's man. You know, like, bus- That's good. Bus- yeah. yeah. Stay I'm out of the breeder drama. Yeah, it's still for me, it's still us versus them. And like, I don't know. That's how I think I'll always be. Like, I would rather see everybody come up from this cannabis thing. And if you can make it your career, I say do it. It's fucking awesome. You know, and there's enough room for everybody <laughs> you mentioned oh, yeah. um you mentioned having separate like rooms and stuff can i ask you a little bit more about your setup like sure. uh, you know like how big are these rooms do you like how many rooms do you have how many do you have a bunch of bedrooms just to set up for these smaller flower rooms or you know what kind of equipment are you using and i'm very curious to know about that ventilation and like how often you're changing dehumidifier filters and just you know how you're addressing the pollen issue so okay so the the ventilation, I keep negative space in both areas. So, and so like they, if there's negative space in both areas, you know what I mean? Then one's not going to be able to contaminate the other. Or negative pressure. Like, so you're always yeah, pulling air out of that room space. through that yeah, room. pressure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm in the art mode here. Oh, it's like, <laughs> yeah. So I always keep negative pressure in, in, uh, um, and then I have, like, I have to be, crafty with my space so i have like uh i i don't it's not huge but i have uh the disclaimer i'm always under the plant number that i'm like whatever that number is uh, that i'll always allowed to have <laughs> whatever but i just have basically like uh 11 by two 11 by 11s and then i have separate and those are strictly for flower um and uh, usually, usually I'll be testing in one while I might be creating in the other, or I grow flower more often than I do grow seeds because I, it takes me longer to test and grow out the strains from seed than it does for me. Cause I can create the seed in you know, one or two, two different runs, if that makes sense. So, uh, but yeah, basically two 11 by 11 rooms and then a separate veg and clone area. So, yeah, not a huge space. I would consider myself craft and like small batch. Like realistically, uh, I'm not going to be releasing more than 200 packs per strain, probably. Well, releasing or growing period. You know, that's about probably the number I'll be at 2250 average. Let's say that's. Um, so, yeah, I'm not huge. And then the spaces, like I said, I, I built like a lot of my own quantum panels just, and then I just wired up drivers on the wall and, you know, it's not like the, uh, most like, uh, high tech thing. I mean, you could say it is, but it's all like done by me, but I have uh, CO2 generators and I have mini splits and it's all set up, you know, pretty nicely. Like I, you know, after 20 years of doing it, you kind of find that sweet spot. Oh yeah. It's oh. everyone's got their own philosophy. You got to make, you know, got to fix it to to work for you. Um, yeah. I'm, so I'm curious to know, like, how how big of a plant do you grow if you're just trying to, you know, just trying to pollinate them? Like, are you, you know, what what size pots? And then are you taking like a male in the room and just, you know, shaking it? Or are you going through and actually like pollinating it yourself with pollen that you, you know, maybe extracted from a male in a separate run? Or 
because I know there's so many different ways to do this, you know, and I, I've never once done it, you know, intentionally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What up, what up, Kazoo? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, so the first time I did it, it was more like my first big main run. Like it was intentional. My first deliberate, the first time I was like, yes, I'm going to do it. I actually took, took all my males and grew them in a separate space. And then I harvested the pollen and then I took each female separately and did it painstaking, you know, the painstaking way. But this time I, I really was like, okay, I don't want, I want to focus more on, on basically like these two strains, this next run for this year. So I took, uh, so I had the males, I started them in flower a little bit earlier so that they can start to drop pollen a little bit earlier to, to, to pollinate the females because i find you get a lot more bigger mature seeds if you do that just a couple weeks but because you really don't need the male throughout the whole lifetime of flower anyways you're not really pollinating from week six to eight or seven to nine normally anyway so if your male dies earlier it's okay so yeah this time i did like a uh quote-unquote open pollination if you will where the male just grew right in the room with it and then i would take them and literally like I just pick them up and kiss them. I'm just like, you know, and just like literally like when it's dropping, you just just even a tap and it 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 it'll get them real. And you don't need a large male either. You know, like if you grow a six foot male, you're going to have so much more pollen than you will ever like the power washer room. man. after that, Yeah, whatever (laughs) you think you need for a male, make it half of that and you're going to have plenty of pollen probably. Unless you're doing a greenhouse or something, you know. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, it goes so long. The pollen goes so far. But uh yeah. You also be amazed by how much fucking seeds you can get sometimes out of a bud. You like you got a little bud like this and you pull fifty fucking seeds out of it. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what happened to me? That's how that's how I got started growing. Uh I got eight, I think it was eighteen seeds and like a quarter ounce or something, and you know, which is it was I've seen way more than that, you know, but every single one of them germinated and I grew them to flower and harvest it. I was like, I got some growing weed now, you know? Oh, yes. Man, I super recommend that. I think everybody should do it. Like, and I know that might talk myself out of a career, but honestly, like it's, well, I think there's maybe two, two main things you can take cannabis to the, to the hilt would be uh, concentrates or, or, breeding i would think you know are the two like next steps that we kind of take or or at least most people i've seen have uh and but i think everybody should breed because there's nothing like 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 you said girlie you take you know clementine you take your gorilla who knows what you're gonna come up you could create a whole new thing that's never even been seen before you know that it's literally infinite possibilities and the idea of that is pretty special like uh painted lady was asking there have have you experienced any like resistance by bigger breeders or anything like that when you came onto the scene or did it was it more of like a collaborative thing did people help you out or were people like trying to keep you from breeding um so i think i think it's hard to tell so i think that you might as well ignore it because if if someone were to i think that they would be like maybe reporting you and in making you lose your account. So uh, uh, if I did experience it, like 
I did lose my account, which was literally devastating when you're coming up and you're trying to build this. Like you don't have the name like like a thug pug or someone where you can have 50,000 followers in a day. You know, so like if you're at like four or five thousand followers and, you, and your platform gets taken from you, that's devastating because you're, you know, on the come up. I don't know if I've experienced it, but I mean, I did get my account taken away. I couldn't say who it was from because I haven't really had any beef with anybody. But I I, I would like to think that uh, any other breeders like for me would just be like, no, he's just a nice guy. You know, <laughs> like I don't have no damn problems with nobody. But I but at your scale, you're really not. You know, right. Exactly. I'm not I'm still on the come up. So I could definitely experience so much more like there's a, a lot of breeders I'm in the same banks with never even heard of me. You know, if I <laughs> and, and that can be, you know, definitely how it goes. But uh, I, I kind of ignore anything negative as much as I can, because it's, you know, I think it could be a great sales tactic for some people to kind of have the beefs and do the things that, you know, that no such thing as bad publicity i guess but yeah that's just not really my avenue so i'm trying yeah, to you, you gotta kind of be like that already <laughs> though you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah there's definitely really a lot that. of breeders so uh you got any events coming up now that the state's thawing out no oh. but i'm looking to get in some i mean we do gene traders have you guys heard of that yeah i don't know if they're coming to michigan soon or what we, we just, just had one in Mesquite. Oh, we just missed one. one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah February last Sunday actually. I think. Uh, yeah, that was okay. It was a little slower, but yeah, we like to do gene traders because it's a good group of people that go there. Uh, you know, they do a lot of clones, but we just bring seeds and stuff. But and I always bring pre rolls. So if you guys ever get oh. to come, hit me up because I have a bucket of them. Because hell yeah. And that's again, I'm trying to sell to me. It's like, what would I want from a breeder? I would want to try some of his weed. That's then, really smart. Yeah. Cause yeah, if I you hit your it, joint and yeah. I can taste that shit, I'm buying your oh, yeah. seeds. That's amazing. Yeah. Especially if I, that's one of my tests is if I can taste it through a joint paper, you know, through the joint. It's going to be your genetics. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I'll have to hit it. Yeah. yeah. I haven't gone to a gene traders yet, but <laughs> I haven't I either. But I would I like to get to one. Yeah, we'll we'll probably get to one and see you there. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great if you guys come out. Definitely have lots of pre rolls because I I bring them for as many seed packs as I have because I'm like just in case, but I'll never sell that many, so I always have a bucket of them left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're just we'll like bring, we'll bring some pre rolls of our own and we'll trade you. Oh yeah, we're like, we're yeah we're notorious pre rollers. Oh dude, that's the best thing about these events. I swear. I'm just like, dude, let me try. I love trying weed. And that's why I I know that question earlier, girl, you're like, you know, don't you think people would want consistency and stuff? And I can definitely see maybe some people that drink Diet Coke at 4:30 every day, you know, will want that same thing. But for people like me, it's like, dude. You can't drink Dr. Pepper all the time. You got to try so you know, had them out. You got to, and you don't even, you got to try the new shit to even know. And like, I don't know. I look forward to you crossing that Clementine for your first real project and seeing what the hell you get out of it. You know, you'd never know. I'll but be I honest. I, uh, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't pull the trigger. I had a uh, Mr. Clean male. I kept one female, one male. 
Oh, that would have been a good one too. I know, yeah. I know. And just this freaking ball sacks on that thing were getting so big in my bedroom that I actually put her outside two days ago and just watched her droop. Oh no! Why are you saying her? Him? You watch? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just so used to dealing with ladies' (laughs) career here. (laughs) When the time is right, though, I hope you do. I hope everybody does it because it's like, as far as my cannabis experience, being able to make my own like crosses has been the most fulfilling out of all of it for me. But it was also my dream, like. 15 years ago i'm like wouldn't it be cool to do that like you know i've just recently started myself uh down a path of doing that i'm making my first cross already and um, stuff popped to try to work into it and i got a plan and it's fun it's fun as shit and you never know when you're gonna find mac yeah yeah you can you can have one plant that could blow you up and make you famous you know what i mean like one cross can literally make or break you know make people like even if it's not yours even if it's a pheno of someone else's you find the right one man like oh i know i'm a i'm always going to be a pheno hunter of every whatever i'm going to be a seed popper forever yeah me too i can't help it i can't help it. i have two days i've always said you know and it's like you were kind of saying earlier it's like I don't want a pack of seeds that I know every fucking seed's the same thing. Because then I know that everybody who buys those seeds has the same shit I have. I want that pack of seeds. Subs, I'm paraphrasing Sub. He wants the pack of seeds that it's got a wide degree of things, and he can find the unicorn that nobody else fucking has, and he wants to hold on to that by cloning it and always have that. And I, I that's kind of my thinking too you know what i mean it's great to be able to provide like if i were a breeder that I, that i was going to sell seeds to like somebody planting an acre of of cannabis then yeah i want uniformity exactly. that makes sense but i want variety for the same reason you're saying I want and that. and like for abc company he's doing regs that's fucking awesome for oh people hell who, yeah that you know that's awesome for people who still want to breed that's kind of going away most people are going towards fems there's going to be a point where nobody's doing regs anymore. You won't be able to breed shit. Yeah. Unless you self it, which a lot of people are doing. A lot of these S1s and feminized yeah. lines. I just, you know, I don't, I, I will never knock anybody else's work, but I pop a lot of seeds and I put them through not an excruciating experience, but like an intense one. Like I, I feed them high. I, I, you know, I, I, I want them to be tough and resilient and like, and a lot of times I find with fems that they just intersex and it's, it can be any time. It can be one, it can be, you know, and just with these regs, I'm just, I'm not experiencing it. I, I chose, we're trying to choose very stable lines and I'm trying to reduce any intersex traits. And it's hard to do when you're, you know, when you're working with fem stuff and like, uh, then s wanting it or, you know, creating fun pollen. Like, I don't know if we know enough about all of that. And maybe one day we might look back and be like, dang, maybe we shouldn't have feminized all that because now look at all it, these markers in the genetics are now like, you know, I don't know. We might create her monsters or something, you know, <laughs> the, thing, the thing that I think is, is that, We'll say the layman looking at feminizing, they have the impression that, or reversing, I should say, they have the impression that reversing gives them the same thing. 
but that's not what you get. And I mean, I saw that firsthand with sequence grew out a S1 Mac next to a Mac one. So one was Mac one and one was a, a reversed Mac one. And they were two different fucking plants. They were not the same fucking thing. I mean, they were similar in, in ways, but they're definitely not the same fucking plant. So as soon as I saw that, I immediately thought, well, S1 is just a way to try to get some of those traits, but it's not the same thing at all. I think people feel that way about land races and stuff too, that we've been you know, hybridizing in our basements and stuff for so long that we've lost some of those types of traits. But, um, you know, I, people are... There's a lot of people out there doing tissue culture and and I know phylos is uh down or whatever. I don't really know the whole story behind that whole thing, but um you know, and people are still kind of tracking um you know, their genetics and in that way. So I don't know, I don't know where we'll uh we'll be in 10 years or whatever, but I think the commercialization is definitely going to impact us a lot different um and probably go for that uniformity like I was talking about whereas the craft type like us are going to be the ones that are like focused on other things. You know, it might not necessarily be a resistance. It might be something else. The plant gives us, you know, a cannabinoid or something. Um, yeah. Well, when I talk to, when I talk to like a lot of the older school breeders, they, they talk about like inbreeding and, and uh, um, they talk about like, once you get to a certain filial generation that you start to have adverse effects and, and, what I've come to hear is it's you, it can be as early as F4 or, uh, you know, but a lot of people are saying, you know, it could be F4 and F7. That range is where you want to maybe stop uh, inbreeding and, and eventually you start to lose that vigor, that, you know, that, that tenacity and stuff. And that's when you, so I think no matter what, we're going to have to continue to breed cannabis one way or another. We don't really have a choice. So yeah, we do need to do it responsibly when we're choosing like our in-crosses and out-crosses and all these things. Because if we just keep and continue to muddy up the genetic pool, you know, then we could potentially have issues in the future. Like I was saying, it could be some, some sort of mutation or something or like herm tendencies or you know i mean we're pretty good at breeding though and we breed freaks like you know the cannabis research like all those guys uh the fig stuff you know like everybody breeds for like different things but uh i think that we do need to make sure we pay attention to what are we are we creating better things every time no right so there right. has to be some sort of be the goal. preservation going on somewhere right and some people are doing that yeah, and it's really sure. good but then the way that it works though is we're we're naturally selecting these and breeding the things that we like like not just thc content's gone up but terp you know all of the things that we selectively breed for are going to continue to go up and i think that there is a fine line of balance that we have to find between like like if it's 50% THC, dude, I mean, that's like hash. I mean, you're going to cross a line of flour where it's like, what, what do you think? Not even in, you know, you're going to have to dab a nug or something, you know, like it's reaching a point where it's like not yeah. even what it was. So you're talking about a dream. What, what do you think <laughs> the limits are as far as terpenes and cannabinoids go? Do you think we're going to get to the point where we can like squeeze a nug with our fingers and have, sauce drip out into a banger or what or what what's the deal 
please let's say it. Scientists, we're doing uh, that now with smashers, man. Finger squish deck. Sharks with laser beams on their heads. Um, <laughs> Got to be able to like hand squeeze buds into bangers. That would be dope. That'd be dope. <laughs> Just break it open. The dab pops out. Crack it like an egg. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> like an egg. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. But yeah, Just and I know that I'm. Yeah. I'm not, when I say all these things too, I don't mean to be like, I'm the guy doing all of this. I just think that all of us need to think about it is all, you know? So I'm trying to find my little niche in my world. And I don't know if I'll continue to keep working the same lines, but I want to keep out. It's a fine line. It's a tough decision of in crossing, out crossing, but what to do, work your own lines, add in new D. There's so many avenues to go. And I'm just going to continue to keep breeding with the weed I like to smoke the most. And then I think everything else will fall right in line, I hope. (laughs) Have you ever had like a signature strain, whether that be like growing as a grower or as a breeder, like something that you uh, bred over and over? Certain brands are known for certain strains. Um, I think I understand that. I guess like what my signature one would probably the one that I get asked about the most or the one that uh, it's, you know, been sold out and the most people have like popped them and sent me pictures and stuff is probably the Rainbow Pebbles. Uh, But like as far as like the one that I like really, really like, I really like to smoke Platy Quake, man, that cheese quake cross with the platinum cake because that platinum cake was like a burnt rubber, like vanilla. And then the cheesiness of the cheese, it's its so delicious that, like, i it could be one that I might enter because I think I might win with that one. So, like, in that regard, I might say the platy quake. But, and these are why the, both of these are the two that I chose to continue my work with and to keep crossing stuff up. And, yeah. I hope I didn't get too far off topic there. Really appreciate you coming on. I've been yeah, watching you for great. a while. Yeah, so this party cake, this party cake that now you've mentioned a couple of times, is that available in seed form right now? Um, I thought he was so about long. to reach for one. <laughs> he, went, he went like this. And I was like, I, no way. Uh, I can look real quick. It might be sold out. I'm, that's how you know he's not a salesman it's because if be. he wants, he would have named one that he was trying to promote. Yeah. I just have a million in stock. It's just crazy. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. It looks like there's one at Irvine. Uh, and yeah, there's a there's a couple out there. Yeah. Okay. okay I'll find you one. I'll find you one, Spartan. Bye, tomorrow. Or you can just check out some of these new crosses. I, I'm So I'm trying to. Uh, like keep that funk so i have um i want to do some sour crosses to it to kind of see like you know keep that super like gassy funky just gnarliness so i'm crossing the platy quake to that and then uh grape cream cake which is one because i'm trying to never running that work are you guys do you like it yeah i haven't smoked it yet it's It's all right it's pretty good. It's beautiful fucking plant. I very, yeah. pretty, very pretty. And it's supposed to be a hash here, so that's kind of why I... Yeah, uh, we heard that too. Yeah, so I'm trying to maybe pull in some strains that are known to hash. 
you know, like sour D and, um, but where'd you get your sour D? Uh, so actually, so it's not sour D. So it's a oh. sour D cross that I'm using okay. from, uh, the one for the platinum or the platy quake. I, that was a so better D which is sour diesel times his mo better blues. Uh, his name's corn fed. You guys know corn fed dread creations. He's like a local. Yeah, I've heard of him, yeah. yeah. He's a local breeder hash maker. He does the hash rules, everything around me contests and stuff, but it's very, you know, I know him for a while. He's a great guy. He's a good grower, good breeder, good hash maker. And he breeds to, to go for hash. So that's why I kind of in, and plus his, his strains are gassy funk like no fruit never <laughs> it's like fucking funk period like have you gone to his events yeah i went to the first one okay I, i've been kind of keeping an eye on him but i had another one i haven't been to yet you know yeah i went to the first one and it was it was really fun but it was a little bit slower and especially for me selling seeds you know it's kind of a niche thing and yeah people were there for hash right, right. <laughs> Uh, but the next ones were really big and blown up. I didn't get to make them, but yeah, he, yeah, I got to like talk to him about it and stuff. It was really cool. Yeah, you would fit in very well there because all the hash, like great hash makers I know, go there. And unless they run know. me out because I'm hydrocarbon, that's my only fear, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I got a quick question for you though. Yeah. Um, so where does the name come from? You know, is is and, and can I make a guess real quick? Is it yeah? Is it to get you at the top of the list of seed banks <laughs> <laughs> so but what if it's a mystery though ah, like, okay, well, guys, keep it that way but and we'll just go with what i because there's so like i okay to be honest like i think about this and it can be so many things like <laughs> like and i'm like well what like but so i was trying to think of a name right and like the name of my company is sacred craft so that's like, that's like my business, you know, and that's like, uh, so I, I was thinking about that and I almost went with it and stuff. And then, uh, one day I was just like, I just want something like simple. I'm just like, I'm so tired of trying to design logos and all this. And like, I'm just in the lab, just thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm just like, I, I just want it to be simple. And I'm just like, like ABC, you know, like, like the letters I said, and I was like, ABC. And I'm like, it's fucking perfect. I can't change it. Cause it's just, it's me. It's simplistic. Gets me at the top of the list. You know, you could call it. <laughs> it could be algorithm buster. All bangers. Yeah. It's like American one, two, bread. I like, mean, I, I like the seed bank and I, you know, I will say that you are number six on this long list, but the, the people that really broke the algorithms are the ones with the numbers, you know, they start with, yeah. so you gotta call it zero ABCs. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll be at the top. Yeah, I know. No, it definitely is nice though. Cause especially now, like the lists on some of these websites like Neptune, there's 200 breeders on there. So to yeah. get to the, or I don't know. How That's many probably are. being conservative, to be honest. Is it? That could be a uh, Yeah, Neptune has so many now. They're the biggest. They're so, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're great, though. Like, to be honest, they were the first people to really, like, put me on and, like, uh, you know, on the national scene. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're good. I've ordered from them plenty of times, got my seeds and everything. 
Yeah. So definitely. they're definitely trustworthy for those out there. Well, that's kind of why, like, I went through the bank system because it, you know, you have two choices as a new breeder coming on. Do you sell them yourself and yeah. you get to, you know, keep the lion's share of things of when that happens, which is nice. But, you know, there's also something nice to be a part of established uh, banks because they can verify that you are legit and you are who you are. Because for me, if someone hits me up on Instagram and wants some seeds, I could I could be a fucking scammer that took all my information and just be like, yeah, sure, send me Bitcoin, you know. And and unfortunately, that happens way too much right. on Instagram. But yeah, mm-hmm. so all that's right. why the bank the banks you know kind of counteract that. But but then it costs everybody money. But right. <laughs> show up to those shows, people. Yeah. <laughs> We've uh, we got two minutes left. You had the whole show to prepare. So if you want to give any of your homies shout outs, you can do that now. Or if you want to just tell everybody where they can find your stuff, you can do that. And then we're going to get on out of here. Oh, yeah. I just just want to thank you guys for having me on. And yeah, just the website, ABC Company. There's a list of all our vendors there. And yeah, I would love to get into some of your guys' gardens, though, man. Like, uh, that's the honestly the coolest part for me is like seeing what people come up with and especially when they're happy so that's you know but yeah that's thank you guys very much for having me i appreciate it this was way more fun than honestly i anticipated (laughs) i'll take that as a compliment we'll take it we'll take it dude well no i thought it was gonna be fun because i watched it like you guys have fun but i didn't i you know yeah I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. No problem. Thank you, man. Well, it's yeah, like an extra you. bonus to be able to shine a spotlight from somebody from Michigan, you know, because we're yeah. all from Michigan, too. So we love to hold up the people from Michigan, you know. So that that's just an extra bonus sprinkled sugar right on top of it, you know. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. Thank you, guys. Thank you.